episode of the About Moon Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mimi and Amanda. And we are here bringing you another double episode because our lives are super chaotic this season, so. I wish we could be yeah. like, oh, it's the holidays, but, like, it's just life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, ugh. I am, I am tired today, but I'm going to do my best to pull through, so. How are you guys? Yo, good. This this is gonna be fun though. These are really, like two wild episodes. Like this, if we yeah, gotta be a double, is. like these these are some good ones. These they were two very wild episodes. I have a lot I have a lot of thoughts. So uh, <laughs> that should be fun. Um, I don't think we have any news. Um, Ruby Rose apparently posted that she's quitting acting and moving back to Australia. Which I guess I mean, if that's a decision she wants to make, good for her. Yeah. Also, like I don't I don't blame him one because of the all the acting stuff but two like yeah yeah, yeah like I'll tell you you're gonna go somewhere like oh no valid. back to Honestly. your home <laughs> okay um before we get into the episode stuff there was the question of um Ruby Rose's posting of the emails where um Carolyn Dries allegedly had stated that she is not an LGBT activist or feminist. Um, so as far as we can tell, um, we, we did look at a bleeding cools analysis, like Mark suggested. As, as far as I can tell, she didn't actually post an email um, where Carolyn Dries said that stuff, but said she was thinking about, she was deciding about releasing an email where Carolyn Dries said that and then did not actually release it as far as I can tell. So um, I, I'm kind of a two minds about that. Um, one that I think, okay, well, there is the fact that she didn't actually post it and she hasn't exactly been like nuanced about any of this. So I feel like if she had it, she would kind of post it, but also I think threatening to do it if it didn't exist would be really stupid because then they would just call her bluff on it. Yeah. Um, so Take it with a grain of salt that she didn't actually post it. Um, however, I don't really have any issues believing that Carolyn tries to that. <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it feels very on brand, like I said last week. Like, yeah, that's fine. Honestly, like, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that kind of explains a lot, honestly. The DC was kind of just like, oh, let's let's find a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, at least the final product is, like, something we all enjoy and like, but, yeah, yeah it should yeah, not definitely be definitely improving. We're glad. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad the show's at a good spot, but I could, I could definitely take or leave Carolyn Dries at this point. So. Same, but I feel like we're taking at this point, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, sorry, Ruby Rose had a bad experience. Hopefully they have more happiness in Australia going forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that. So, all right, let's dive into 305. Um, I don't want to talk about the name of this episode because I don't like the villain. This episode, oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> actually losing my mind and how they managed to pair up like the best shipping plot with the worst possible villain i was like batwoman why why are you doing this to me i was just like you, you needed they just needed something to make this episode not 
entirely terrible. So they're like, let's have Ryan and Sophie go fake dating. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like a sucker for the fake dating trope. So Same. I think we I all are. Explain. I think we all are. It's like the best fan fiction date, like trope. So I'm like, this is, this is, yes, this is. I'm fan fiction, actually. I'm literally reading a, a, a romance novel, a Ren Faire one called Never Fall for Your Fiance with the fake dating trope because the guy made up a fake fiance and now the mom's coming in and he's like, I need you to pretend to be my wife. Wait, well, I feel like I wrote about this in a roundup and I really want to read it. I'm excited. probably did. It's really good so far. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fake dating trope, fantastic. Top tier. Professor Pig, horrifying, uncomfortable, do not care. Oh my God, the worst. <laughs> And just talk talk about, like, a one-off unsatisfying villain. Like, they just needed somebody to be mad and, like, throw things and be threatening. I was like, did you did you really need to put the, the pig part in there? Because I feel like you could have just made that anybody. And you probably would have had the same effect and not have it just be... Bleh. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It was... I don't want to say aesthetically pleasing because I was not pleased, but like it was good in the creepy aspect. But yeah, he easily could have just been a very disgruntled employee coming in for murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, I feel like they didn't like actually bring in any of the elements that made him a unique villain. They were like, oh, let's just go with this dude being creepy. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, it was it was way too like slasher film for my taste. It was just not anything that I enjoy. So yeah, I, was, I usually don't even mind slashers, but I feel like it wasn't really well done. I agree. Nope, it was just not not my fave. So, but uh, we survived it. That's what matters. We did. I, we survived. I did have fun like blowing up Rachel's messages as I usually do. Um. When I watch, and then was like, oh, no, I know where this is going. But also, I didn't know where it was going. And I love that you warned me. But I still was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then the scene you warned me about happened. And I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> Sigh. Yeah. Do we want to talk about it? Yeah, I guess we, we have. We gotta. I just. Oh. Us being like, wow, I really like Marcus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of course. That one really making us look like clowns. Thanks, writers. Thanks, guys. Love Thanks. it. Thanks, Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. I mean, do we really did we really need another Joker tie-in? Like, guys, really? No. I, I really don't need Joker in this series at all, to be totally honest. Yeah, I honestly, I do. And the the actor Nick Cregan, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. He, like, retweeted something about it being, like, oh, is Marcus going to be Joker 2.0? I was like, oh, God, please stop. Uh, oh, but. Like, on, the, on the list of things I do not want, that's, like, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Like, like, Alice is more than, like, even then we don't even need Alice as a villain, you know? Like, Alice is enough. I know. Collecting the trophies <laughs> is enough. Making your brother evil. And. Get, getting bad stigmatizing for that, like, uh, I'm sorry for the noises, but they're necessary. <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like I, I could have, you know, I could have vibed with Jada just being an evil parent. Same. Like, Same. I, I, I could have done that, but, like, her being like, oh, I'm just trying to sacrifice to save my poor child, haha. 
was just like, ugh, the feel's just overdone at this point, especially the CW. I feel like they've done that in a million shows, and I'm just like, yeah, this is less interesting than it would have been if she was just, you know, uniquely and thoroughly evil. And I just, <sighs> I want to. I want to, like, sit down with the CW writers as a whole and be like, hey, everybody, I understand having evil parents is, like, your thing, but it's been, like, 20 years of this at this point. Not of just, like, our verse, but, like, you guys you guys have done this enough. We can pack it. We can pocket this one up, put it in a box. Don't do it yeah. anymore. You're good. You know? No more. No more. No more. Yes. Like, find up some other tropes. Do more fake dating. Fake dating. Always good. Um. Yeah. Lots and there were roommates one. Fantastic. There was only one bed. There's so many of the rom-com tropes you could start bringing in. But no, it's got to be spin the wheel. Evil parent. Yep. Yep. I hate that. So. Yeah, this whole family dynamic went downhill very quickly for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was not a fan. I'm not a fan of the whole... Jada just being like, oh, I, I mean, I, re- I already saw this. <sighs> I'm just not. <sighs> all, all of the Ryan's, Ryan's real family plot we've had so far has not been anything that I've wanted. And it's just continually gone in directions that I do not want. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't want this. I, I have not wanted any of this why are we doing this there are so much better things we can be doing with our time like literally everything else in this season is so much better why are we wasting our time yeah yeah but like that b plot though right okay well i I feel like we should talk more about the actual fake dating before oh yeah my bad yes yes (laughs) of course the side of just being like babies um Sophie like being ready to fight (laughs) being like I will accompany you Ryan but I will actually go crazy and like accuse your mom of a whole bunch of shit and like yeah I mean I feel like Sophie's a little valid but also like she didn't come to play clearly yeah no I was definitely laughing the whole time at how Sophie just was like so on the defensive (laughs) it was just honestly like and I'm honestly even just like even no 100% knowing it's a fake dating plot hearing Ryan calling her girlfriend I was like oh yes yes so yes. satisfying give me more of that uh, the one thing I also really loved was them not rehearsing anything prior <laughs> oh gosh that's the best the awkward babies I love it I I also do hope I like I'm enjoying Sophie's rage because they deserve to have that. But I'm also worried because now, like, with how things are going in the, like, episode six, I'm just like, please, no. I don't want them to now suddenly be fighting. I know. I'm, ugh. Not even because of fake, you know? Like, it just, it's like, ooh, this is a stepping stone I thought we were going to just hop on over, but. Yeah, I just, it's it feels like a dumb reason. I'm just like, that's. I feel like every show is just like, oh, we can't have them get together that soon, so let's just, like, continuously throw things at them to keep them apart, which, not gonna lie, I'm kind of tired of. Yeah. Yeah, and there was, okay, but, like, also, early in the episode when, like, they've just come to the house and Ryan is talking with Jada, does Jada not, like, threaten her life? Yeah. 
I think so, yeah. She did just like go by the way, like get Sophie out of here kind of thing. Like mm. that was that was just like what? You you go on to establish the be like, oh, she's not really evil. Then she literally threatened Ryan's life earlier this episode. What? (laughs) That makes no no sense. That makes no sense. (laughs) Why? I just uh, I mean, like yes could be that they're like oh she's like pushing her away to protect her but <laughs> just every time the show gives me something I like I feel like it gives me something that just has me like that woman why <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the most accurate description I can come up with for this show honestly it's very accurate so you're good yeah <laughs> that was this episode in a nutshell it was half yay and half oh. <laughs> Yeah, like part of me loved the chaos of the panic room setting because that's a good, you know, like I love the good trope of, oh, all of these characters are stuck in a situation and they need to work together. I love that trope. I love that it's a panic room. I love that they had no freaking self-defense in it, like dummy rich people. (laughs) Yes, it was was very fitting that Jada would have a panic room, like 100%. That's that is valid. Um, and I, it, it was a good plot. I could just do without the more, you know, visceral elements. Oh yeah. Did that. not expect it to go the way it did in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> it's so like my bar for the CW violence is very confusing and like ebbs and flows. <laughs> yeah. I also like the, the, the video at the end where he was, I, I guess that was Jada's husband dying. was just super disturbing. Like, did he die from, like, is that why he's out of the picture? Like, because I feel like Marcus has talked about the dad being around. I I think Jada said late husband at some point. Oh, that's me paying yeah. attention. I think. I want to say, I want to say we know he's gone for some reason. And mm. that was him presumably dying. Which was incredibly disturbing. Um. I, I mean, I guess that's the point they wanted to make, but I was not thrilled. I didn't need that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ryan's got a family. Her mom isn't necessarily evil, but her brother is a complete and total psychopath. So. Fun, fun. That's fun, but it's not his fault. So. Yeah, of course, it's the Joker's fault because we can't have nice things. No, nope. we can't just have a rich boy with daddy issues or mommy issues or both parent issues. We got to also make them. Is the right word sociopath? Sociopath, psychopath. I, I think yeah. sociopath, sociopath is more accurate here. Neither is good. But, you know, that's the label we're now getting. And it's just like, oh, now Ryan's going to be nervous and uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Brian really didn't need more trauma. Yeah. And that was our whole thing going into the season. We were just like happiness, having having good things. Let's let's give them good things. And I'm just like, no. I said no. More trauma. More more violence, more trauma. CWI. Well, at least the B plot was entertaining yes let's 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 talk about the b plot okay so 
Renee and Poison Ivy having a history. We called this, right? We did. We did okay. call it. I was like, I feel like we called this. <laughs> we called it. They implied it, and then they actually were like, no, we're doing this. Yes. I am I am, I am glad. I feel I feel like that's that's definitely a more interesting angle to bring it in than Poison Ivy just like having some history with Batman who's not even here. Um I, I love the um the whole betrayal element about it. Yeah. That was so good. Um and it, it really raises the stakes for Renee personally, of course. You know, not that just you know, she is very personally involved and she feels, you know, I feel like she has some regrets about how things played out. Oh. And so she still kind of wants to like save her. And that just like, I feel like that adds a really interesting element to things. So I am, I am glad we have her perspective on, uh, on this going forward. Honestly, I'm very excited to see that. I can't wait to see that like reuniting drama. Yes. I I'm, I'm excited and interested, and this is how they're playing out Poison Ivy, because I feel like it's a lot more interesting than it would have just been to bring her back. Like, well, I mean, that's not really what they're doing with the other villains, but I I feel like this is more interesting than it would have been if they just, you know, had her show up again. So I, I, and it also, like, it raises the stakes and makes us care about the situation more. Um, So I, uh, yeah, I like this. I like this part. Yeah, I also feel like the acting was, like, really, really well done on Renee's end. I always forget yes. her name. But. She is a great actress, um, and yeah. she's been kicking it. And I'm I'm glad um, I'm glad they're giving her more stuff, because for, for the first couple episodes, it was like, where's Renee? So I'm glad she's actually getting a plot, and it's not just, like, a plot device to get Alice out of Arkham, more or less. Yeah. Agreed. And it's, and you know, it also shows you that she has, like, a personal connection to, like, her, like, line of work and, like, being attached to the freaks department or whatever they're calling yeah. it. Um, I, I also really like her entertaining dynamic with Alice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> they're so funny. I, they're, they're really great. Alice, Alice was also a gem in this episode. Um, Rachel Scarston is great at turning basically no plot into... A, still a compelling episode for her yeah um yeah. she kind of just sat around and had one-liners and it was still great alice development stuff so. i'm also like happy that we're getting more of alice interacting with other people instead of just the core bat team right yeah because yeah. like renee doesn't know what to do with her like she knows she's you know like yes i also it, like that alice is like figuring things out and then obviously not telling anyone because she's Alice, but like it just it's it shows that she is a smart character. Yes. And yeah. that they just keep giving her weird plots. <laughs> yeah. And I'm 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 interested to see how they will continue to play out the whole like seeing things and you know psychosis um plot bits. This, doing two episodes is difficult because I'm trying to remember which was in uh what episode. Um. But I think. I mean, I think we, we, the, uh, the audience is more aware that I think our version of Alice at least isn't like, she's more in touch with reality than potentially a comic book person. Um, and, you know, she obviously has like her, um, 
I, I don't think she's actively delusional is I guess what I'm getting to. Um, like she has her um, grudges and such and her reasons for making the choices, but I don't think she's like actively having delusions. So the introduction of that into um, the season has been interesting to how they've been playing it out. I, I, I do like, I guess that what they're going forward with being like, it's not like fully her. Um, because I do think she is more in touch with reality than that. And I think that's what we've seen. And I, I feel like that's more, it's more of a compelling villain's choice as well, because if it's like out of her control, that's almost like not as much as like of, of a like compelling villain. Does any of that, does that make sense? No, that makes total sense, dude. Okay. I just, I, it's, it's been interesting. I, I do like where they're heading with it. I think, you know, it's, Good that they've managed to keep her relevant, especially when Kate Kane is uh, no longer really in the show. Um, so I think I think they've done well with her. Um, Rachel Scarson's acting is, of course, always top tier, and I've uh, enjoyed her even when she doesn't have the, all that much to do with the plot. As I think we should, because yeah. they're fantastic and they're yeah. a scene stealer, and I think we're lucky to have them. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Okay, um, one call back to Renee uh, before we move on. Uh, I, I'm glad she knew that, like, the dead vine meant that she infected somebody else, but also, how did she know that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that'll tie into the backstory maybe at some point. Yeah, I just, I mean, I guess she's infected other people at some point. Like, is that not- my current hope is that they're pulling the thing that they do with Ivy and Harley in the comics to an extent where, like, Ivy makes Renee immune sort of thing. Oh. Because they do a thing. That's how Ivy and Harley are able to do anything romantically because not that Ivy's touch is killer, but, you know, like, it's that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that that's why Renee knows because she's probably witnessed it unintentional, you know, like. Yeah. Did she, did she infect the guy who experimented on, like, you know, what, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Okay. I okay. I have to wait, and I hate waiting because I want to see. I want to see it. I want my answers. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. C plot. Luke and Mary stop fighting. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I. I feel like they're just like adding crap to try to make it more of a like played out romance. I guess. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let my cat out of the room, so. I, I will say this. I wish that Batwoman took more of a nod from Nancy Drew with how they're doing their slow burn with Nancy and Ace. I need uh, to watch that, but I've heard good things. But, like, their slow burn been really cool because it's been built up over a couple seasons, and it doesn't feel dragged out because Ace had a girlfriend, Nancy's frequently been with other people, and now in the last, like, throughout the second season and this season, she's realized, oh, I actually really care for Ace. And they know they both care for each other as friends. But you can tell that they're starting to realize, oh, there's some romantic tension. Yeah. And it's been really good and organic. And I'm very excited because it makes, like, Nancy's had funny dreams. Like, both of them have had dreams. And now they're like, oh, wait a minute. And I wish Luke and Mary didn't have to go the other route of getting just fighting. But yeah, having some, like, sexual tension without really having, like... 
I'm reading a lot of good romance novels, and I'm just, like, frustrated that my short, adorable books are doing something over a shorter amount of time that I'm like, ah, yes, the payoff. But I'm like, come on, guys, stop it. We know this is where this is going. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like that type of slow burn is a lot more well thought out and set up. Um, I am, once again, thinking of The Flash and Iris and Barry, and it it was kind of set up like that, where it was like a, a gradual thing where they kind of just like always found themselves coming back to each other. I think that would kind of be a better setup than just them like doing the will they or won't they over and over again. And I'm assuming eventually they will, hopefully sooner rather than later. But will they or won't they can be done so well and so much fun. And then we get the versions when it's not so fun. And sadly, we're stuck in the time loop of the not so fun version. Yeah. And I feel like we could use a fun couple. Like we have so much melodrama on these shows and it's like it's always nice to have that fun couple where it's like, oh. They're, like, the happy spot of the series. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be that would be really nice for a change, but... Yeah. I've got the Can't have nice things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're probably good for the episode. We can move on to feedback. Uh, so, we have an email and some memes for new Rachel. Um, Mimi, do you want to read the email? Heck yeah. Um, thanks new Rachel. Um, dear Bowen podcast. Uh, so did the writers want us to love this episode or hate it? There are lots of horror movie vibes. Again, professor pig was real creepy, even if he had an understandable motivation and there was more demonization of mental illness featuring Alice and Marcus. Uh, but on the other hand, I love Nicole Kang getting to show her acting talent and playing a new side of Mary, and I'm curious to see how Bridget Regan, 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 uh, as Ivy ties into Mary, apparently being the new host of Ivy's Powers, and I've enjoyed the fake dating troops for a while now, and I love it here with Ryan and Sophie. Also, of course, Ryan's a badass, or a badass, that might be weird to say. <laughs> Uh, even one out of bat suit, so I'm looking forward to what's next. But if you want to skip reviewing this episode, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> anyway, here are this week's memes, which are top tier as always. Honestly, I would have, if it wasn't for the fake dating, I, I would have, like, <laughs> I, I would have honestly thought about skipping reviewing the episode. But we're here, we're doing it. Um, a couple things she did mention. Um, I did also I did want to touch on um, the demonization of mental illness, which is how they're um, how they're kind of playing it up with Marcus and Alice. Um, I feel like it is worth addressing that you know mel- mental illness is not an excuse to make people evil, um, and that mental people are more likely to be victims of a crime than perpetrators. And I think it's kind of an easy thing for shows and TV to like kind of fall back on without really needing to um, talk about, like, why their character is a certain way. They're just like, oh, well, they're crazy, or, you know, there's something wrong with their brain. Um, and just kind of use that as an excuse. And it is, it can be very dangerous, because it does kind of equip violence against people that are mentally ill and makes people, um, I guess, kind of prejudiced and afraid of them. So... Um, that is something that we wanted to put out there and call out that, you know, we hope the show would be doing better than this. And, you know, we think it's very uh, important to be aware of these things. Beautifully said, Rachel. Thank you. Yes. 
All right, let's get to some uh, some fun memes. <laughs> and yes, also Ryan was great saving the day. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> So, um, I, I'm i not sure the description uh, of this meme should be, but... I don't remember the actor. It's funny. But it's, it's, it's an actor who's saying, but I was so caught up in the euphoria of having Ryan and Sophie fake dating that for like a minute I lived in a world where Professor Pig didn't exist. Yeah. That's all that too relatable. In a nutshell, right there. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> Uh, how do you even describe this meme? Like, do you guys it's, know what it's? Is? It's the Billy on the Street GIF normally, or GIF uh, of the Let's Go Lesbians, Let's Go, but okay. it's Ryan Sophie fake dating past Renee Poison Ivy. Let's go lesbians, let's go. <laughs> yes. I made Ben come over and look at it afterwards when I when I pulled that. up the notes. I was like, you have to see this. He was like, yeah. <laughs> That's we were definitely uh, winning this episode when it comes to lesbian romances. <laughs> Uh, why do I know no memes, guys? It, it's Arrested Development. Yeah, it's Sorry. Development. Okay. <laughs> um, um, so, I don't know if you guys describe. I don't know. Okay, so it's it's the scene where the, the main dude, I don't know his name is, uh, the main dude is he's the, the bag in the um the fridge. It says dead doves. And it says Marquise's character description saying he sees life as a big joke. And then opening the bag, it says, Marcus is basically becoming Ryan's version of the Joker. And the Batwoman fandom being like, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I hate that, thanks. Uh, and then this one's Bob's Burgers, right? Yeah. Yes. Go for yes. it. Um, so it's Sophie when Ryan asks her to go with her to Jada's dinner, and it's okay, fine, but I'm gonna complain the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, that th- that's valid because Sophie was like, "Yes, I'll do it." Okay, but I'm gonna complain. So <laughs> <laughs> cannot blame her for that. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, we do have some tweets. Um, Brian Shufo, enemy of the shoe, said the big villain this week is a disgruntled employee wearing a big hat. <laughs> Why did Ryan and Sophie have a problem beating this guy? The poisoning setup was a good disadvantage to start with, but after getting to the panic room, the writers could have come up with a plan for Ryan and Sophie to take him out. Instead, Ryan becomes a hostage. Sophie's crawling on the floor. Jada saves Ryan. Marquise saves them all. Why can't the heroes of the show be allowed to be heroes? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah, it was felt like it was all just played out for drama and unnecessary. But. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from Ava Z. Ross. Um, they said, best episode yet. I did not see that twist coming, and I love how they tied it into Alice's origin with the bus the Joker hijacked, which crashed into, uh, which crashed with the, uh, I can't speak today, with the Kane's car. Also, if you thought Professor Pig was bad, just wait for Flamingo. Oh boy, cannibal? What? Uh, oh, I no. hope it's not confirmed that we're getting that. Yeah, uh, I did not know that we were getting that. I mean, I don't know if it is confirmed, but I yikes. hope not. All right. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's a good. That is a good point. Um, there was the bus on the bridge that crashed into the Kane's car with Alice's origin and all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. So I wasn't sure if they were going to confirm it. So I'm kind of. I'm not like happy, but I was like, oh, that's totally it. So thank yeah. you, other person, for tweeting that, that at sense. us. Um, um, yes. Also, Jose A. Rios, uh, 1994, said 11 out of 10. 
um, as his reaction tweet for the episode. So. Uh, Eric said, uh, if this show brings one more Joker into this, I am effing leaving and just exclusively leaving winning comments in your mentions. I swear to God, think of another villain. Um, <laughs> for this week's Batman villain, another dude in a creepy mask. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all joker about. I need to read the next one. It's from Keeks tweeting us and says when Alice says, Oh, something about Batman and Catwoman between the sheets. Personally I didn't think heroes did that sort of thing, but uh what do I know? I'm a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the fact they made a nod to that post a while ago about how heroes yep. don't go down like oh top tier top tier that was, fantastic. That was really quality. did Thank not you. expect them to do that <laughs> okay well that is all the feedback we got for that episode so we can move on to 306 a much more fun one yes the much more fun episode uh we can <laughs> say the name of this one is how does your garden grow um and the a plot is of course poison ivy mary yeah. I'm just like, I have such mixed feelings about this plot because um, on one hand, I'm like, yes, Mary getting good character content. But on the other hand, I'm like, no, Mary, not a villain. No. <laughs> I don't want Mary to be a villain. Same. I mean, like, I I know that they're not going to keep it that way. I hope. I would think. Yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> what? My slight, I have small fear. Small fear is that Mary's going to have to fight regular Ivy, and I don't want that. Ooh. Like, I love me a good girl fight when done right, but I'm just scared that they're going to make it be like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm mainly, though, too ecstatic that Mary gets to play, like, that Nicole gets to play Ivy, and that they're freaking out that they're technically the only other person other than Uma Thurman to play it. So I'm like, good for you. Well, yeah. now them and then um, our other person whose name my brain just, like, literally glitched on, even though we said it. <laughs> um, uh, Bridget Reagan. Bridget, Reagan. Yeah, they're actors. Yeah. So, like, that's going to be great for them. It's the season of just Ivies, I guess. Oh, hi, Josie. I- I'm here for that. <laughs> yes, for sure. I think I think this would be good if they kind of tied this into the beginning of Mary, like, wanting to become a hero. After she had this, like, traumatic experience and, like, was on the villain side and that really just, like, started something that made her, like, want to do more of, like, the heroics and stuff and brought her into potentially being a hero. I, I would really like that as a result of this plot. So I'm attempting to speak that into existence, Batman writers, if you hear me, please. <laughs> I would I would I would personally enjoy that. So, yeah, I can see this being like an origin story for her. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really good. I just like, I, I'm annoyed. I'm I'm kind of annoyed with Ryan and Luke for just like ignoring Mary when she was kind of going through stuff and like giving her, <laughs> giving her spot uh, space to go off into this and kind of like, I don't want to say provoking, but you know, like giving the opportunity for the episode to uh, be up like this. And that's was it was it was hard because it's like, yeah, the you know, the other part is Ivy, but like the anger was valid and that was Mary. Like I agree that her anger is valid, but I feel like it's hard for me to be mad because it was just like I I don't believe their reaction still to like her being like, I was on a bench and them just being like, Okay, bye. Yeah, like what? Like I don't know. I feel like it was so out of nowhere. 
Yeah, it, no, it, it did feel out of character and it felt like underplayed. Um, like it was like, oh, this big thing going on with Mary that you've been ignoring. And it's like, but they kind of didn't really like, bring it up. I could get it if it was more like Luke being pissy about her talking about his PTSD. Like that part, I'm like, all right, whatever. But like, why why weren't you guys more concerned? Like your friend was out on a bench all night and you're just like, oh, Mary doesn't party. Like I know that was her reputation, but like Mary doesn't do you know yeah not that even being a party you know like if, if mary had the reputation of being a party girl or like dipping out more it'd be different but yeah it was definitely out of character for them to just like not be concerned about it so it it does feel kind of like shallow that you know that's the the main conflict now so well that's kind of annoying but oh well <laughs> Yeah. Um so the the one the 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 part about like the Tinder or they, they didn't call it Tinder but it's it's Tinder. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um her like targeting the guy from that. I was like that feels kind of stupid and random. Um weirdly targeted. Yeah. <laughs> to I the was, nice girl yeah. trope. Like Yeah, it was like that was kind of dumb. I I didn't really understand what the point of that whole sequence was also the scene was gross af <laughs> yeah it's like do not like these <laughs> so that whole part was just like no 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 thank you um him waking up though and seeing mary and reacting that was that was good um what was i gonna say yeah i do like her going after the guy <laughs> that hurt jordan though oh that that was so good. I loved freaking out to you about that one. I'm like, yes, Evil Mary. <laughs> like, can we just have Evil Mary going on a, like, Kill Bill-style list with Alice? Yeah. Like, I could I could be into that 100%. Um, I just read your note. <laughs> I think I have the answer to that, but I will wait till we get there. Okay. I'm just, I'm just you know, adding things as I'm thinking of them. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Mary's handcuff scene though, adorable. That's just that that was just so authentically like Mary. I I, th- I think that does kind of delineate of how, like how much Ivy is taken over because authentically Mary was like, I'm scared, I'm gonna hurt somebody, so I'm gonna stop that from happening. But like you know, once Ivy had taken over, it was just like totally different. But just like. Mary just wants to keep people safe and like Luke and Ryan aren't taking her serious. So she's like, fine, I'll do something. And Alice is like, actually, I've been here this whole time. <laughs> I I love that Alice just kind of pops up like, hello there. And I'm like, yes, good. Keep yes. being the odd enabler that you are. <laughs> yeah. And she's just had such great one liners and like interactions these last two episodes. Yes, they did. They, I do think they did a good job tying her into this plot and kind of weaving in it with Mary. And I was, I was like, do they like, did she like have Mary's back? But I think it was more so that she just like, you know, wanted something for Mary and like wanted her to kind of owe her so they could yeah. do their villain team up. But I think it does show that Alice is more perceptive than people give her credit for. Um, because she was the only person who figured this out way before any of her friends did, who, which, to be fair, they were dealing with a lot. But, you know, like, they should—they definitely should have picked up that something was wrong and 
Alice was the only one who really put things together. And, you know, that was, we kind of needed her to do that during the episode. So, so I, I think that's one of the things with people tried to like, just paint Alice as like crazy and out of touch. I'm like, mm, not really. She's actually pretty perceptive. She just, you know, has a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole uh, the whole garden scene was a lot though. Um, <laughs> a very good place for a villain like Poison Ivy to stage a trap. <laughs> uh, very creative. Um, I'm sure I know they Batwoman team posted some behind the scene photos. I'm sure that was a lot of fun to build and come up with. Um, lots of flying plants and such. God, it must have been a blast. Like, uh yes. at least I hope. And safe, I, but like. <laughs> It was just so on brand Luke for him to be like, I am not ready to wear the bat suit, but I'm going to wear it to rescue Mary. And it was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> oh, babies. <laughs> you still shouldn't be wearing the bat suit, but oh. <laughs> so I could appreciate that. And like, did he get in over his head? Probably. But like, would Ryan have been even more screwed if he wasn't there? Also, probably. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad he picked it up this once. I mean, he still has stuff to work through, but... Renee being like, Ryan, don't flinch. I'm now going to attack you with an axe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> that was funny. I was just like, uh, I feel like I would have flinched. Not going to lie. Yeah, I would have yeah. flinched. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I enjoyed this one. Um, I think it was a good villain arc. I'm, you know, I'm looks like we're going to get a bit of Poison Ivy, whether it is Bridget Regan or through Mary. So I am looking forward to our further interactions with her. And yeah, an Alice and Mary team up, which is like not the way we wanted it. (laughs) Which, I mean, leave it to the show to give us the things that we want in no way that we actually wanted them. I am so curious to see how that's going to go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's going to be super interesting because, like, they, they have kind of been building up a report over the last, like, couple episodes. I think Alice called her, like, Steppy at one point. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very curious to see what Alice is going to, like, what? Like, are they going to go take down some, like, people that are messing up the environment? Can we get that? Please. Yes, or is she making her take her to Ivy? You know, like, where is this going to go? Matt, can I have... <laughs> eco-terrorist ivy please please i would like this give me the environmental activist that is pamela ivy i see yeah i'm also interested to see how they'll play it out and how like um their relationship is going to be after this because of course obviously we're going to get a resolution of it at some point and how like mary is going to feel towards alice for maybe like taking advantage of her like being a villain and such and like how their relationship is going to progress from progress from there so, yeah, I am wondering that because I feel like they've been kind of building to them getting along better. And I'm wondering if Mary is just going to be like, wow, you're a jerk. Yeah, very possibly. Which be sad, but, but valid. Yeah. So that will be interesting. Um, how will Alice Ryan to have Luke... a friend. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. See how Ryan and Luke will uh, potentially save uh, Mary. Hopefully. Hope we'll figure something out. Maybe Renee will help. But yeah. I feel like Renee definitely knows more than she's 
let on so far. So hopefully if she has seen this before, we'll get something where she can like save the day maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am, I am hoping that she has seen this before. Otherwise her knowing about the dead vine does not make any sense. So I'm hoping that the writers would, you know, have at least covered themselves to some degree and want to give us some interesting information there. I know it'd be helpful. I is it, is it that I'm like kind of hoping for some redemption for Ivy? I don't know if we're going to get it or not, but like Renee clearly still cares about her and like wants better for her. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I could get behind that redemption, but also Same. I'm now picturing Alice and Mary and Renee in a road trip. <laughs> oh yeah. <my> God. <laughs> and like Sophie and Ryan in the Batmobile being like, Hey, we're tailing you. <laughs> yes. I am down for that. Um, also, Mary, Mary's description of Ivy being, like, stuck somewhere, cut off from, like, sunlight and, like, everything and, like, shriveling. I was like, ugh. So, I'm not, I'm not ready for that prosthetics. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of bitterness. Um, I think when we do get actual Ivy, she's going to have a lot of hard feelings towards Renee. And seeing how Renee deals with that is going to be interesting. So, Personally, I'm hoping for the dramatic slap, angry makeout, because that's a trope that I'm here for. That would be great. I, I, I would like to thank the Braiders team for giving us more lesbians because we did request more lesbians. So yeah, thank and you for giving us more way lesbians. More organically than expected. <laughs> yes, and I, I like that they're playing it out just beyond like Batwoman, Batwoman's potential lovers, because um, you know obviously Brene Montoya is um, canonically a love interest of Kate Kane. So I appreciate that they're bringing in like another set of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> not just related to Batwoman and anyone Batwoman might hung up, hook up with at any given time. So, Like, I didn't care for the fact that, like, Renee and Sophie made out. Yeah, let's talk Let's talk about Renee and Sophie and all of that fun plot. So, Like, but, I get the banter. I'm here for the banter. Uh, and I understand the tension, but I'm just like, oh. Yeah, like, they <laughs> were know? definitely leading us in a different direction. Yeah, the whole episode ago, which I don't love. The banter was interesting at first. I was like, "What? What? What is this?" But I, I guess it kind of plays out because they have like the whole "oh crow cop" rivalry thing, haha. Which I mean, okay, sure. Like I didn't really expect that, but okay, sure. If that's if that's where you want to go with that, like that's cool. Um, so the, yeah, their interactions were super interesting. Um, I feel like Sophie was being hella reckless in this episode, but oh, I, yeah. I guess that was the point. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at, at one part, I'm being like, Sophie, maybe you're going a little overboard, but as also with someone that, like, if someone came after my sister, I'd probably kill them. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of valid. <laughs> so, mixed feelings. Like, I just worry. I worry. I worry because it's setting up, like, a reckless path for Sophie. Yeah, that's great. But also, I just worry because they keep they keep implying how like the Black Lives Society is so like vicious. I'm like, please don't, please don't make Sophie get hurt because of this. Yeah, and so and they have the one part where uh, she has the dude that you know she thinks was responsible for hurting Jordan like tied up and is like threatening him with a flamethrower and like burns his face. And I was like, oh shit, Sophie, uh, you could do some real damage with that. Yeah. And then he was dead. And I was like, did Sophie just kill him? 
so like she burned his face and then when like Ryan stormed over and made them stand to the side, I think he choked himself out. Okay, that would make sense. Cause That's what I think happened, because they were pissed. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, you burned him, and now he's dead. Like, there was like a, oh, you walk, you made me walk away, and I didn't get my answers. That's the vibe I got. Okay, yeah, that, that would make more sense, because it's just like, he's dead. I was like, what? what? Why is yeah, he- I was a little confused, too. So. Why is he dead? <laughs> but, <laughs> and also, like, that's way too casual for her just to kill somebody, and then, like, I don't yeah. know, to just not address it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that will, like, have repercussions for Sophie to, like, haunt her or something. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, but I think that that would be an interesting plot for Sophie to kind of, you know, test, like, how far she's going to go for the people she cares about, but, like, also where she draws her uh, personal moral convictions and such, so. Yeah, um, I think that'll be a good plot for her. I think her, like, finding identity, um, like, away from the crows and, like, you know, where she is as a person, I think that will be interesting as well. More of that, please. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and then they did hook up and kiss and, I guess, maybe implied that they slept together. I don't know. Part of me is like, all right, you guys needed the release, but at the same time, you could have just been drinking buddies and I would have been equally as happy yeah, that's what it was like. I was like, did we need this? I feel like you were just kind of doing it because you could, and it's the CW, and people look at each other, and they might as well hook up, basically. Ah, uh, yes, mean, like high school. Everyone on the CW is attractive, so that's valid, I guess. This is <laughs> just the spinning wheel of ships once again. Be like, oh, <laughs> Sophie and Renee, they both like girls, so hook up. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm once again not complaining about them giving us more lesbians. I'm not complaining about that. I wanted wanted to be yeah. very clear. <laughs> but random hookups, I was like, hmm. But I mean, I guess they're maybe trying to, like, establish something with kind of tied within the, the first episode of the season of Sophie being, like, reckless about, like, lovers and stuff. And I don't know, trying to get over Kate or some crap like that and how it, like, plays into her... Uh, I, I do obviously still think they're doing Sophie Ryan long game, and this was just kind of obviously like a hookup. I don't think they're they're going to do what Sophie Renee plot. I don't expect that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be more awkward um, if than anything. And maybe like Ryan will find out and have some feelings and, you know, that kind of stuff. So if it leads to the good feels discussion, I'm yes. here for it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of just wish they had Sophie make out with some random person. Yeah. Yeah, same. Only because they established that was a thing she was doing, but also she's got the feels for right, you know? But I get it. They were there. That was easy. Not much Tinder swiping had to be done in that case in point. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, So, (laughs) one more thing I did want to mention. Alice did make a comment that was decidedly bisexual. (laughs) If I may say so myself. Um, I'm scrolling because... I did have what the comment was, and then I lost it. Um, so, give me a moment. I also want to know, was that line ad-libbed? Um, honestly, I, I mean, like, I hope it wasn't, because I hope that they're, like, putting some intentionality behind it, but also, like, 
Um, I would not put it past Rachel uh, Scarston to ad lib it. So. Uh, I think I want to date Poison Ivy Mary. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's the most bisexual we've seen Alice up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. I don't I don't particularly want no that would be borderline incest. So no no Alice and Mary. Yeah, no thank you. Uh, but I did have a thought because I like freaked out over that line to Ben and they made a point. And as someone who read the Cassandra Clare Mortal Instrument series for way too young and was like, wait, is this incest? Um, what am I shipping? Uh technically speaking, they are no actual blood relation. So it's yeah. that we it's like that Life with Derek show on Disney where you're like, this is weird, but Yeah. That's yeah, my only so, thought. I don't want it, but I'm like, technically, but also, you know, like it's like, like they didn't live together. Like it's still weird because they're constantly referring to each other as like sisters, but Yeah. Yeah. Like still not good, yeah. but it's also um, like <laughs> I mean from from a legal standpoint, incest laws differ by state. Some of them include like adopted relatives. Some of them are like only blood blood relatives. But step generally is more of a pass. Um, I think I think it'd be more just weird than anything else. Um, yeah. I love that you put in the legal combo though, because it's on brand. Right. But also that was great. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. I did not expect I to have legal commentary on incest today, but I'm here for it. Give you my contribution of uh, useless legal knowledge. So, not useless. It's always necessary. <laughs> Thank you. Really, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it. So, yeah. Now that we have that fun discussion, I hope our listeners enjoy this. I'm sorry. Ships that are not going to happen that we do not want to happen, but I'm find amusing as comments in passing. I think she, yeah, because Alice did also say something. I think the week before about like cuddling with Sophie. <laughs> Alice is just uh, letting all the bisexuality out. I I don't like have a girl that I need Alice to be shipped with at this point, but I would I would enjoy just more bisexual comments from Alice. I would appreciate that. I also love this stupid and oh, I just remember the funny scene with like uh, Sophie and Alice creeping up to the door after they were watching TV and it was just Ryan. Yes. And they're just in their pajamas. Like, yes, this is the domesticity I need. Yes. Yeah. Give us more of that, please. All right. Well, I think we got all our plot points in, so we can move on to feedback. Um, well, I had Mimi read the other email, so uh, Amanda, do you want to read the email from Mark or the uh, first part of it at least? I'll take yes. the second part. Sure. Hold on. Uh, does it start with happier than a pig and ivy? Is that the <laughs> so that was like, that was the subject line? The I subject line. Sure okay. <laughs> so subject happier than a pig in dot 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 ivy. Um, and then Mark says, hi, ladies, I never did send you a note about last week's episodes, but the thoughts I remember are, I'm sorry to see Marquise, uh, is it Marquise or Marquise? Because we've been saying Marquise the whole time, but I know I I was like, it's Marcus. And then I started saying Marquise and I'm like, damn it. (laughs) I feel like we've changed like multiple times, but it's yeah, probably. I I think it is Marcus, though. It just reading it makes my brain think it's Marquise. So, but same. We'll, we'll say Marcus. All right. Uh, Marcus. Um, I'm sorry to see Marcus date go, but it seems like she would have died a horrible death anyway by the way the episode ended. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. 
Um, yeah. I think Professor Professor Pig was actually far less gruesome than I remember him being on Gotham. Well, that's uh, comforting. Yeah. I, guess. Um, I I will say, given his character description in the the Batman universe, it could have been a lot worse. Um, <laughs> they kind of just used him as like and a slasher villain with a gross pig base, which yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not validating any other choices, but it could have been worse. <laughs> fair um i'm getting tired of ryan being the ryan being the damsel in distress and sophie being the one to save her the name of the show is batwoman not unemployed mercenary cop (laughs) (laughs) that's very accurate though honestly um and then montoya and pam isley okay i just wish that the person who experimented on pam had been jason woodrow i don't know who that is do you guys know to pretend like i know who that is i don't know either but i'm gonna quickly check Go, Mimi. Um, and then I'll admit that I did not see the twist at the end with Marcus coming. Yeah, I don't think any of us did. No, I don't I don't think so. Um, and then, so for this week, Mary Ivy didn't really feel right to me. I don't know what Nicole's process is for creating a character, but I'm guessing since it's CWTV, she really didn't have time or space to fully craft what Mary only evil should feel like. <laughs> the lightning and direction didn't help at all either. Um, as they didn't highlight her the way they usually would a villain. So all in all, it was just kind of off. I will say the last shot of her stepping back to vanish into the shadows was really well done. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that was good. It, it was kind of unclear to me um, if it was just like, is this still kind of Mary or is this just like straight up? Because at one point it kind of seemed like it was just like Ivy talking through her. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. Like she was just kind of possessed by her. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not super clear on like what's going on here and how like how much Mary is actually present. I mean, so, clearly she has her memories though. So yeah, I would have, I would have liked some clarification on like you know how much of this is actually Mary. Um, yeah. And like you know what a, because I, I think they're they're higher. Um, like character stakes if you know she is more present and it's not just her being possessed like absolutely her being possessed would have like trauma takeaways and such but I feel like you know her being more present and making these choices is like that's gonna have more um more of an impact on her in the long run so yeah I mean they could also do that thing that shows do where she's like present but not like has no control over it kind of possessed. yeah 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 uh, also, I looked up uh, Jason Woodrow. Uh, they're a Swamp Thing villain. Oh, also known as okay, the Chronic Man. They're a doctor in true, like, DC evil doctor-y vibe. It's a, but yeah, the Floronic Man, which is a antagonist of Swamp Thing. And I've only read a little bit of Swamp Thing, so that name did nothing to me. And it's not actually Swamp Thing, because Swamp Thing's Alec, Alec Holland. Holland? Holland? Okay. You know, you- like, my brain thought it was his name, and I was like, wait, his name's Alec. Because Constantine calls him Alec to mess with him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, where am I in this email? Uh, why is Ryan so unwilling to just say, because my brother is a psychopath, I realize she's trying to bond with her newfound family, but still, it's not a rumor. She has all those tapes. The guy is dangerous. Yeah. 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 And that's, this is one of my gripes with the Arrowverse is like people decide to like draw boundaries and like you know where they're gonna like hold secrets and not tell people things at like the oddest points 
Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, they build up trust for so long, and then they're like, but this is going to be a secret. Like, oh, yeah. okay. They dash sure. over the stupidest things, and they have weird loyalties. Like, yeah. I, think, I think I've said this before, but, like, season two of The Flash, when, like, Barry gave up an entire relationship because he wouldn't tell Patty that he was The Flash when he just, like, revealed it to, like, the Dr. Light chick, like, two weeks earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you know I I feel like that was a very odd place for them to you know for her to draw the line and not like trust and it was just like you know this is this is Sophie and like she's gonna end up finding out so it was like why are you why are you making this you know your ride or die yeah I agree it's a weird leg to stand on it is um, and then please correct me if I'm wrong, but we're in the early stages of a relationship and we're working through some trust issues. So I'm going to sleep with someone else we both know professionally strikes me as a surefire way to make sure those trust issues will never, ever be resolved. But we'll just grow <laughs> exponentially instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, since Rachel is the only person I know I can ask this of and be sure I'm not spoiling something, which hookup did you think was more unexpected, Montoya and Sophie or the one that happened on Legends? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um I mean I hmm, I don't know. I I feel like the one in Legends that was pretty unexpected. I don't I don't think I would have um expected that, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the one with Legends just because I feel like they're more characters, so the odds of them hooking up together are probably um probably wider whereas Batwoman is again just a spinning wheel of people that hook up with each other so (laughs) both pretty unexpected no spoilers I appreciate it I still need to catch up on Legends I will probably never be caught up so feel free to spoil me always you probably don't want to (laughs) know I'm scared to know so I'm gonna later but I won't spoil any potential listeners (laughs) um and then do you folks think the mid-season finale will end with a reveal of the real poison ivy i.e pamela or will they keep that for 2022 forgot we're on the mid-season finale already where does life go yeah so we only have a 13 episode season which i think is going to be good in the long run because i think it means less like crap bullshit episodes and like you know storyline and i think we have seen that to some degree already because we have gotten a good amount of storyline already and not crap filler episodes that we didn't like in the first place so yeah I yeah i don't know i can't see them bringing in old poison ivy i mean i guess they could do it as like a cliffhanger at the end but like yeah i don't think a whole lot of time to develop that yeah, yeah. i i don't think they're gonna bring her on this early on i feel like that there's more to play off at this point with just mary and i think that's something that they're gonna play off for a while still so. Ideally, I'd like it for another two, three episodes, depending on how they do it. Yeah. I don't want them to drag it out, so then it's like, Ivy's actually the villain for season four! You know, I'll be like, <laughs> uh... Yeah. I want this to be an arc, but I don't want her to be the main villain. Because that just yeah. doesn't sound compelling. So. <laughs> the memes. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, Let's talk about our memes. Okay. Okay. So it's the um, 
the button presser or the button chooser presser meme um, with the button options being Mary being taken over by Poison Ivy, hinting that actual Poison Ivy is alive and showing up later. And he's just pressing both of them and Batwoman writers with a th- thumbs up. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. So I'll have to say it. Yes. <laughs> All right. When do you want to take the next one? It's the funny, weird puppet one of the guy looking one way and then another. I don't know. I think it's a puppet, right? Yeah, I think it's like a monkey puppet. A monkey puppet. Uh, Batman writers seeing all the love for Sophie Ryan so far in the season. And it's them looking away. Batman writers knowing they're going to have Sophie and Ryan fight and Sophie kiss Renee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The next one just says, Alice at Mary, are you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape? Can we say the S word on here? Sure. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> sure. I don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the hint, the gist of it. I think they did. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's valid. So Oh, and this next one is that same actor. Can somebody please let us know if you know who this actor or comedian is? Because I want to know now. It's bothering me. I know it, but I don't know. I'm angry. I just right? don't know his name. Like I know who he is, but I don't know his name. <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, uh, and it just says Mary in season three, episode six, and why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> yeah, Mary is valid. Yeah. So, all right, we got a few tweets. Um, this is Brian Shufos. This is like three tweets I copied into one. Um, he said, if anyone ever finds me buried up to the neck in dirt, don't just stand around chatting. Please just start taking. <laughs> Which is valid. And Mary's ivy is so much better than bringing in the real poison ivy. Um, Are the little buns of hair on Mary's head getting bigger during this episode? Like horns growing? Is that a reference to something for the comics or am I reading too much in it? I think they were growing, but I don't think it's a reference to anything. It's a reference to Uma Thurman's look. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 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 I figured that out because I was staring at it and Ben's like, Mimi, it's Uma Thurman's look. I'm like, oh, you're right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and he said, I like Mary as Ivy. Nicole Kang plays a good villain. The team up with Alice is confusing. I think I missed the reason why Mary slash Ivy wants Alice with her or why Alice wants to be around Mary slash Ivy. Too bad Mary had to be possessed by foliage to finally be heard by her teammates. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll read the next one from Keeks, the KT Walker. Uh, this episode was fantastic. Alice owned every scene and Poison Mary is my new queen. <laughs> Please let me join that Mary Alice road trip. Question, since when does the Batcave get all the natural light? Oh, well, give me the next episode. <laughs> Hashtag Poison Mary. Yes. That's so a good much. question. They're not consistent yeah. with the lighting in the base in the basement in the Batcave. Nope. Not they really are. But that's what they needed for the plot, so. <laughs> uh, the next one is from Kingpin Industries at Kingpin Movies TV. And uh, they said... Is this at Batwoman Raiders or at us? I guess. They added both of us. So. Okay. Um, Alice, a.k.a. Rachel Scarston, should be the next Batwoman. Bruce Wayne's childhood trauma uh, gives him, and motive uh, gives him an edge. This could also be Alice. I am Vengeance. I am Knight. I am Batwoman. That is an interesting take. I feel like at this point, I can't see Bat- uh, Alice wanting to be Batwoman. That's my only, like. Yeah. I, I don't, at this point, I don't see her wanting to be a hero. But no. and especially like the one that her sister was, like I feel like she would just mock it and be like, no. Yeah, yeah. 
valid. I could see the anger as a motive. That would be interesting. Yes. All right. And our last tweet uh, comes from Laura at Wicked Regal 10. She said, is Mary supposed to be poison ivy forever now or will she be cured or something? Um, I'm really leaning pretty strongly towards she's going to be cured or something. I don't think this is a permanent thing. I think we are doing, going to get Mary back at some point and we're going to get real ivy. So, yeah, I think this is temporary. Yeah, most likely. Which is sad because Mary looks really good in the poison ivy costume. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, excited. She does. <laughs> I'm I'm glad uh glad Nicole is having some fun with that at least for sure. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps things up. This episode is getting a bit long, so we probably <laughs> should wrap things up. But uh, a good length for a double episode, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mimi and or Amanda, both of you, uh, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the things at Morganstein17. You can find me on Twitter at Peaks and Pages and Instagram at Charmander. And you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Eiley and on Tumblr at Canary at Law. Um, I did mention earlier I was also on the most recent episode of the Legends podcast, so go listen to that if you haven't. We had a good time talking about all the Legends and mentioning about how uh, whatever Zari uh, 2.0 is on screen, I'm like, oh, I love both the Zari so much. Tal is just so great at acting. And then Zari 1.0 comes out and I'm like, I would die for her. <laughs> <laughs> a good time is had by all. And um, yeah, um, we will be back with you guys for the mid-season finale coverage. And uh, can't wait to uh, hear what you guys think about that. Yeah. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.